just start whatever it is whether you want to start a business whether you want to start a podcast a youtube channel you want to write a book just start it guys and gals again this is another episode of the why oh i almost said my old podcast this is my new one i love entrepreneurship hey thanks for joining again all right i want some feedback i want to know what y'all love what y'all hate please leave a review or message me or whatnot preferably a view review and message me that would be incredible because i'm gonna do a 25 dollar gift card giveaway um probably to like chick-fil-a or something something of your choice probably maybe amazon something like that or to a small business you know what probably that and so hey let me know how it goes i'm so excited for this conversation with jacob kelly um i had him on my last old podcast and he's joining me for this new one he started this podcast called uh, my social life and then it's grown and now he has his own little marketing agency and we're gonna have a conversation it's gonna be a little more catch up probably a little more casual than the seriousness because to be honest i didn't prepare because i wanted this to be more like a conversation today so hey let's get started uh, i enjoy the setup oh thank you yeah i got a bunch of gear for christmas i made a little studio type thing i got lighting got the mic stands and everything pop filters and now no one's coming over to my apartment to record podcasts so i got two of everything and i don't really use half of it now but it's all good yeah i i feel that dude i well i'm in my room and i kind of have like my own little get up and i'm like ah oh, dude i like spent all this money you know worked on yeah and so uh dude but how have you been good man busy really busy but doing well trying i mean things are starting to loosen up here so i can leave the apartment a little bit more so doing well what about you uh dude yeah staying busy i've i found just a lot of odd jobs that I've just like keep stacking up i don't don't know why you know until i can find a big boy job as they <laughs> call it for a little bit but you know you know how it goes yeah you know how it goes um Wait, so tell me about your little, your company you started or what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So I started a company back in January called Jack Marketing. And it's a boutique marketing agency specializing in social and digital. So I have clients right now across North America and then in parts of Europe as well. Um, so that's my full time. I took it full time a week and a half ago when I first started doing it full time. So I was doing a job and my agency at the same time. And then probably about like mid May ish to mid June, maybe a little, little bit before that. Um, I was doing both and it's got to a point where I couldn't manage both anymore. So I finally took the plunge and to do my agency full time. Oh, and how many clients do you have about right now? I have five right now. Okay. Two, yeah. Five. Okay. And Wow, so you've kind of like taken Gary V's crush it to heart, basically. So he's, you know, you started with your podcast. Oh, well, I mean, you had a, a job as working in marketing, but mm -hmm. then started your podcast. Talk a little more about your podcast for the 
people. It's called My Social Life. Yeah. So My Social Life started, technically it started over two years ago. I started it in like mid-May um, was when I recorded the first episode of 2018. Didn't release anything till end of July 2018. But um, yeah, it originally started as this podcast to kind of teach people how to grow on social media. Um, and by talking to people that have actually grown on social media. So I'd look for people that have a big following, whether it be Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, whatever. And I try to interview them about kind of how they grew. And as it kind of went, a bunch of the feedback that I got back was that people like the stories almost as much as they like the tactical tips. So I kind of doubled down on the stories and pivoted from being a tactical podcast to a story driven podcast. And now the podcast, I still interview people that are big on social media, doing interesting things in the social space. So sometimes maybe like a social media manager or someone that doesn't have the biggest following, but they're involved in social media in a cool way. And I try and tell their story. The way I describe it is very narrative based. So from like the beginning of whatever of their life, essentially, we just kind of walk through everything in a chronological order to where they are now while sprinkling in some of the tactical tips along the way, but really keying in on their story. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out where the heck I want to go with this podcast. Um, I'm actually doing a $25 kind of little giveaway for some feedback to the, to the people who are going to listen because, you know, I, I I have no idea. Like, I haven't heard any feedback yet. It's be like, I think this is like episode five, six. And so I'm like, uh, what am I doing? The The numbers keep going up. So, I mean, that's that's a good thing. But, you know, you know how it is. And what, okay, so what all have, you know, that's, so, you know, going off Crush It. So, basically, Crush It, for the people who don't know, is, you kind of find your niche, become an expert in that niche, and then then you can go wherever you want once you get an expert in the niche. And so that's kind of what I've seen you follow, and that's kind of what I'm following to kind of entrepreneurship niche, and then able to go anywhere. And so, how what would you say to someone who's trying to find their niche? And yeah, that's the first question. So their niche in terms of like creating content online, you mean? Yes. Yes. So I've been trying, I've been thinking on this a lot lately, actually, and kind of how I think you find your niche is you, is you observe your interests and kind of pick like three or two or three of your core interests. So for example, say you really like football, but you also really like real estate. So find an intersection point between your two interests. So for example, say you like football and real estate, maybe you become like the guy that talks about the homes that pro football players have and like their crazy homes that they're buying and stuff like that. So you find the intersection point of whatever your interests are and find a way to create content around that. And you might think that that's a really small niche, um, but there's going to be more people interested in that than you think. So just figure out whatever a couple of your interests are, like your biggest interests and put them together and see what you can come up with. And that will create an interesting niche that not a lot of people are talking about. Yeah. And so how would you, what would your advice be to someone who's saying, Hey, I want to, you know, start a podcast. This is always my favorite question and start a podcast. Super easy to do. All you need is your phone, download the app anchor. It's free distribution on all the major podcast platforms. Your phone can record a high enough quality audio that it's going to yeah. be okay with anchor. You can call people and do podcasts remotely. Another great way to start it for free, I use a program called Zencaster. It's free up to eight hours a month worth of recording time, which is more than enough 
for someone just starting a podcast. All you need is to get a, a pair of wired Apple headphones and it records high quality audio between you and the guest. Super easy to use, free to use. Then you can take that audio, upload it to Anchor, which is also free. Get distribution to every major podcast platform. So you can literally start one today. And if you're not, you're just making excuses. Oh yeah, I absolutely love Anchor. So much fun. So much fun. And but now and nowadays you have Zoom too and you can record on Zoom. So you literally have absolutely no excuse now. Like no one has an excuse. No one like it's you know, it's just so cool like how like how many excuses are just taken out like because of the internet. It's like, oh, you have no no reason not to. What what's been one of like what I mean, you probably have a lot of memorable guests, but like what's been some of your favorite guests and then how, how would you, what would you say to like how to DM people? Because I feel like you've probably had to send a lot of DMs. A lot of DMs. Yeah. Um, some of my notable guests, I'm trying to think, I know Jess Dustin is okay. one of the biggest ones I've had. He's a YouTuber with, but I think he's at 4 million subscribers now. When I interviewed him, he's about 3.6 million. And what was cool about him is he's very much like his target market is like six to 16 year old kids. Like he's crazy on camera, like literally bouncing off the walls in some cases where he'll like jump and jump off the wall. And I got him for two hours sitting in a chair, like laid back talking about YouTube analytics and the portents of paying attention to the data and everything. And just like, in a context that no one's ever really got him in. And I got to record that in his warehouse where he shoots all his videos because he lives in Ottawa where I'm from. So that one was really cool. Um, another notable one, Sean Does Magic, I think is really was a really cool one. Like he's, I consider him a friend of mine now. And he's, he, he's on TikTok. And when I interviewed him, I interviewed him in December. And I think he had 1.8 or 9 million when yeah. we recorded the interview. And then he's just exploded. This was about six months ago. He's got 12 million followers now. Uh, him and I are talking about doing another podcast soon, kind of updating everyone on what's happened in the last 10 million followers that he's gained. So that's another notable one. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, all my guests are awesome. Like it's tough to pick like my favorite yeah. or anything, but in terms of shooting your shot and reaching out on DMs, it's literally just shooting your shot. Like I literally have messaged so many people. And the thing is to not get discouraged when someone doesn't answer, right? Like, oh what keeps you going is when you get those, those yeses and you might have to ask nine, 10 people before you get a yes, but it's worth it when you get one and don't concern yourself when somebody says no, or if they just ignore you, you'll probably get ignored more than someone will actually tell you. No, I actually appreciate when someone tells me no more than when they just straight up ignore my email, but it's literally just shoot your shot, find a way and just be as concise as possible. Like I interviewed Nick Sharma, who's a one, I think one of the smartest marketers on the planet. And he was talking, I talked to him about cold emailing people. And he said, just get straight to the point because these people are busy. So just get straight to the point, provide social proof, which is just like, or some form of value that you can provide to the audience. So usually what I do for social proof with mine is I'll name drop some of my past guests. Or if some people ask, like sometimes I'll include that the total following of all of my guests is about 15 million people. Um, and then I'll, yeah, I'll just provide social proof. And then just make the ask, like, just take a shot. Cause you honestly never know what's going to happen. Right. If you never do it, the answer is guaranteed to be no. If you never send that message, they're never going to come on your podcast, but if you do send then there's a chance. So just take a shot. Yeah. Uh, after hearing that, I'm going to, so I have a little media kit too, that kind of like one page, 
boom highlights and stuff. I think I'm gonna put in the total social. Okay, I I feel like that would be a good little place to go. Um, so what? All right, and so you DM, and so you've had some pretty cool like stories through this. I know you got to go to New York City and interview people. Let's come in like the coolest interviews, not necessarily the people, but like coolest stories from it. The coolest stories, I mean, I think New York's obviously going to be up there. Like, that trip was just insane. I went with my really good friend, Hayden Cashin. And that was just, for two, three months before him, we were just DMing people like crazy, trying to get anyone and everyone. And we could have got to New York. It was a complete bust, right? Like, we flew from Canada to New York City, stayed in a sketchy Airbnb in New Jersey just because it was cheap. Um, and, yeah, we were there for six days. We recorded 10 podcasts. I think that whole trip itself was just probably the most the most the coolest experience i've had on the podcast because we were just go 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 it was my vacation and i just like worked my ass off on my vacation yeah like i said 10 podcasts six days up and down manhattan we pretty much stuck to manhattan just because travel like we didn't have a car or anything we were taking transit uh but yeah all over the island of manhattan we got into vayner media twice we interviewed bus actually we got into gary's office as part of that trip that was pretty cool uh, I have a picture sitting at his desk. He wasn't there, unfortunately. We got it was like ten thirty at night when we went into his office. We were like literally the only people left in the office, plus the guy that let us in there, Brandon Hatcher, who we interviewed. That was actually such a fun interview. Um, yeah, we got like the second interview we ever did with, in New York was with a guy named Buster Share, who lives in Hudson Yards, actually just like around the corner from Vayner. And after we recorded the one, he lives in an unreal building. Like we recorded in this common area that was just super fancy and then he's after the podcast he's like you guys want to come up to the roof we were like yeah for sure so he like we flew up to the roof it was probably like 40 stories and we got up there and just happened to be sunset so we got this like unreal view of manhattan at sunset on this rooftop that we never would even if we gone as tourists we never would have got that view but because we did a podcast we got up there so i think just that whole trip and just like the just experiences we had i'd never been to new york city before so that was super cool for me i absolutely loved the hustle and grind that's just in the air in that city and just everything we kind of accomplished over 10 days like i said it could have been a complete bust and every single person could have been like never mind we got there but we happened to get 10 podcasts done in six days and it was it was awesome yeah and that's like it shows the power of like a big ask and a big you know a big big question you you know, you never know like what you're going to put out there and like what's going to come back. And I think that's something that you've been living proof to. And I would tell people is like, just put yourself out there because you have no idea. Like, don't worry about what people are going to say. Don't worry about what people think. You might get 10 listens, 10 views for forever. And then, you know, keep adjusting and then never know if something can hit. And then you go from, 10 views to oh you're for the rest of your life you're set but you never know unless you put out there that's like my just dustin podcast i my youtube is not very historically had not been very good especially before the just dustin podcast i'd probably get like five views of video on youtube if that my just dustin video is over three hundred fifty thousand views right now it just hit which is just crazy. It hasn't like my, I think I've got a couple hundred followers for subscribers from it. Like I'm at like 350 subscribers now, I think. But like oh. if I, I just kept putting videos out, one of them stuck and it's like, it just hasn't stopped. Like I recorded a podcast in January and this guy was like, yeah, I was looking at your YouTube. So you're just Dustin's your most viewed video. Right. And I was like, no, I don't think so. He's like, 
yeah, it's got 3000 views. I was like, dude, no, it doesn't have 3000 views. He's like, go look at your video. It has 3000 views. And I went and looked and it had 3000 views. And I was like, holy shit. Can I swear? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. And I was like, holy shit. It has 3000 views. That's crazy. And then it just didn't stop. It's like still going like every 48 hours, it gets between six to 10,000 views. And I think it's because it has such a long watch time. Like the average view on it is like an hour and 15 minutes. So I have over 450,000 watch hours on that video, which is over 50 years worth of time. It's just crazy to think about. Like it hasn't changed my life or anything, but it's just cool to think about some of those numbers and like how many people have taken the time to watch that video. And it's just cool. Yeah, I so, so my I went to University of Arkansas, and we have this little thing called the Woo Pig Suey. I watched this video. Yeah, and so it was just it was so crazy to like, boom, like oh my gosh, you just keep seeing. I mean, it ended up getting like two point five, but like two point five, you know, but and it just kept like growing and growing and growing, and like Barstool put me on. And I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, whoa, That's this awesome. is so why like it's just like you don't know. So I'm trying to like think of things like what to one up it to figure out what's next and I have a few ideas, but it's gonna take a little work. <laughs> but I think that's the fun part yeah. about creating though. It's just like you just create mm-hmm. and then you can literally make it go wherever you want to go. And like, there's no, no, like no set. There's no set way. Like there's no, you know, who, who'd have thought five, three years ago that a new social media called TikTok would have gotten on or who would have thought that, you know, a Twitter today just started, I think they started doing like the Twitter audio or whatnot. I haven't, I've only seen blurbs about that. I, I haven't got into it yet, but it's like, you know, you're constantly evolving and constantly like never too late. I would, that's what I've learned. It's like, you're never too late to hop in. Mm. No, just start. And it's so easy to start too. Like you can start right now. How, so how many, um, like, I bet you've grown a quite like i bet you have a lot of some hardcore dedicated fans and stuff i think you'd actually be surprised at how small my podcast is i think people think it's a lot bigger than it is especially based on the amount of guests i have which is another thing to people that want to start their own podcast like my podcast isn't huge especially when i like it's not much bigger probably when i started it but like i think my if i have like diehard fans it's probably just like my buddies that still list like my buddies started binging them again a couple of weeks ago and he keeps texting me every day on different episodes he's listening to yeah. my most hardcore listeners probably my mom she would listen to them on her way to work every day yeah. <laughs> but um but with it not being as big as people think it is i think it's just people think it's bigger based on the guests i've had right and i think that's just po- like a point that can be made there is that you don't have to be huge to get awesome people on your podcast wow right like especially when i when i started i was a no one like i had no connections i didn't i think i knew like with my first 30 episodes, I think I knew two people, three people before I started the podcast I would have met before I'd started, but everyone else has come through the podcast. And even today I've recorded 92 episodes, less than 10 people I knew before starting this podcast. So it's just like a way for you to meet people. And I always tell people too, with the podcast, if I asked all these people to meet me for coffee, no one's coming in for coffee. All right, but if right. I ask them to come on my podcast, they're all coming on my podcast. 
and that's that's the stroke of genius that people don't realize is that you can have you can be in rooms with people or in this case virtually with people you would never i'd never like hey I, I mean that's why i changed my name too and found a niche because i was like oh because my last podcast was just with my name on it and i'm like who who am i who's gonna look like no but when i started saying i love entrepreneurship and then people are like, oh, entrepreneurship. I know what that is. Like, it's just self, like your podcast, my social life. That's so basic. Like, it's not, you don't have to overcomplicate things. And um, I think, you know, one of the coolest things that I've, I, I guess my strategy now is, so I go on LinkedIn and I look up, um, I keyword like I love or like young entrepreneurs or like you know teaching young entrepreneurs and so then I have my whole media kit made to oh I want to help young entrepreneurs or like literally like three or four times in it and so then I send that and I've batted a thousand like just with that strategy and so I would say to people is like you just have to find a strategy and it worked and you'd be surprised what happens mm-hmm. and the media kit is a good idea too right like there's something someone asked me for the other day they're like hey do you have a media kit and i was like no <laughs> like no i should probably have one though but i've never taken the time to actually put one together with my podcast but i rebranded it recently so i could probably make some clean looking visuals with with the media kit so something that's on my to-do list now is to put together one that yeah dude you showed it so fun i actually no the Funny thing is I, so I used a template and then I forgot to change one of the template pictures. And so it's still like, I was scrolling. I sent it to like two people and there's like a random picture of flowers, like has no reason to be there. <laughs> and I'm like, what? But it, it, that's like the, and also, I mean, you know, someone's talking to me like, oh, you know, you need to like, just accept that you're going to fail. So and my first like three guests of my podcast and even the title of my, like the logo of my podcast, I spelled entrepreneurship wrong. And <laughs> because it's EU, not UE and it's easy, easy way to misspell and stuff. And so, yeah, I bet you've had some fun, like, Oh my gosh, what did I just do? Fell, fell your stories, but like you've learned from and stuff. Oh yeah. And failure is such an important part of the process with whatever, with no matter what you're doing, which is something I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like teach to myself because growing up in school, I was so risk averse because I was afraid of failure. Right. Like I was so academic that I was like, I never wanted to fail because a failure was like the worst thing in the world for me growing up. So now being an adult failure is still something I'm still afraid of because I don't want to fail. Cause growing up, that was just such a bad thing to happen. You right. fail a test. That's awful. But failure is an important part of the process and failure is how you learn. So put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you might not succeed, but if you fail, you'll learn a ton of lessons from it. Like whatever I tell myself now when things don't go my way is just live and learn. And like when when I say that back to myself, it allows me to kind of stop and think of what actually did I learn? Not just going through life without thinking, like I try to stop and actually be aware of what's happening and why things happen. So whenever something goes poorly, I just like remind myself, live and learn. And then I pause and think about what I actually learned. Um, 
So that was just kind of a tangent on why I think failure is so important. But with my podcast, I mean, failures, it's tough to like say a failure with the podcast when it's just kind of like something I do for, not for fun. Um, it is kind of like a business that doesn't make me any money, but, um, failures would just be audio quality and stuff and things I did wrong. Like probably like one failures episode 11 was with this guy named Fitch friend of mine. Um, and I don't know what I did, but his audio quality was horrendous. Like it was so bad. Like I screwed something up, setting the mics up and it was so bad. I put it out anyways, but it just taught me to always do a mic check, always have a backup because if something went wrong, like the audio quality, I just learned from it, but yeah. I can't pinpoint any like specific yeah. failures with the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. I understand. Audio, audio has been a, I mean, audio is probably the most important thing about a podcast. I mean, it basically is a podcast. And so, yeah. Oh, that's a never ending battle. Yeah. Audio is important to a point. Like it doesn't have to be like studio sounding perfect quality audio because people will listen as long as it's engaging, whether it's engaging through providing value or engaging through an interesting story. Like people will stick around. Like I listen to this podcast called spit and chicklets, which is a hockey podcast. And sometimes their interviews sound like a, by a guy on a top of a mountain with one bar of service on like an old Nokia cell phone, but I'll still listen to it because it's interesting and engaging, but right. the audio is not perfect. Right. So that's another thing that I always tell people, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get it to a point where it's good enough yeah. and focus on providing value with the content. Yeah. All right. Let's talk more into your business. Cause I'm, you know, I, I mean, obviously this is, I love entrepreneurship and so I'm absolutely fascinated. So what, okay. First, I always ask, or I'm always interested, like, what would you say to someone who's trying to go from, oh, make the jump from side gig to full-time, just like you did? So for me is I wanted to make sure when I took the jump, I wanted to make sure my business was making more money than my full-time job. That was a big one for me. Um, what else did I have on the checklist? It was, yeah, it was because I do a lot of retainer stuff, which is so contracts. Yeah. Um on certain monthly limits. I want to make sure I had a bit of a runway as well. So I wanted to make sure my business was pulling in more than my job was, but because I was doing both at the same time, I was able to save up money from clients from January to the end of May that, so I didn't really spend any money that my business brought in that entire five month period. Um, and as a result of that, I mean, I bought a couple things here and there. Like if I took a meeting and I went to a coffee shop, I pay for coffee with my business credit card, but really minimal expenses from January to, to June, which allowed me to save up about a three month runway as well. So right now my business is making more than I used to get paid full time. But if it all goes to zero, I have expenses covered for three months. So I made oh. sure I had enough money put away that if everything went to zero, I'm okay, I'm covered. But I also want to make sure that I'm making more than I was making previously because I don't want to be making less of my expenses because that just doesn't make any sense. So I just want to make sure I was in a good spot financially. And then I took that jump. And, and so were, how did you get these clients? Were they cold call? Um, what? I tried the cold call thing so many times and I just don't know if I'm not good at it. I'm good at it in a podcast sense, but maybe it's different for business. Cause what I, I, what I used to do is I used to go online and I'd look for people hiring in social media or digital marketing. And I would send them a cold email 
just be like, Hey, this is who I am. I recently started a company. Um, and then I would attach a case study. I wrote a case study of all of, um, of work I did when I worked for a hockey team here. Um, like grew the socials from 7,000 to 17,000 on Instagram. I think we got 23 million impressions on Twitter in nine months, like just big numbers. And I would put that in a case study, do the cold outreach that never worked. I think I had one person reply to me, um, from a cold email. We set up a call. I wrote a proposal for him. I sent it to him. He called me and told me no one's ever going to pay me that much money. And I charge the exact same, if not more now, and I have five clients. <laughs> um, so it was just kind of like, it didn't light, light a fire, but I was like, okay, cool. Like, I think people will, but either way, so it's just kind of like, yeah, he called me, told me no one's ever going to pay me that much. And that came through a cold email that I sent, but all the other ones have been through connections. So I, my first client came through my friend Hayden, actually someone reached out to him. He's like, I don't actually do organic social, but my friend does, you should reach out to him. So this company reached out to me and then we set something up. And then my second client, which is, um, technically they're a client, but I feel like a part uh, of the team. Hey, you just cut out there for a second. Oh, did I? Yeah. Where should I start up again? Like maybe five words back. Okay. Um, okay, so my other, my other client is TrueFan, which is this hat I'm wearing. And okay. TrueFan te is technically a client of mine, but I also feel like a part of the team, like they've made me their marketing manager as well. Um, and that one came through my friend, Scott Birdie, who's a, who was a friend of mine. And then he came on my podcast. Um, him and I met up for uh, just to catch up over uh, sometime in January. And he was telling me that they were looking for someone in a true fan. And he was like, Oh wait, send me a proposal. If you started this business. So I came through my friend, Scott, I sent a proposal. I jumped on a call with the CEO swish and we ended up working something out with true fan. And then uh, who else did I have after that? I'm trying to think of my other clients right now. Um, and then through true fan, I've met a couple people that have introduced me to other people that have led to two more of my contracts. And then my original contract introduced me to someone else because they were happy with the work I've done. So my first two clients came through personal connections that I had. And then the other three came through me doing well with my first two clients and them referring me to other people. Uh, so that's basically the principle of just, you know, being out there and came to two friends, being friends, reaching out and then moving on. And then, you know, just, treating people well and doing good work, doing good quality work. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing too, is I would say it's like, put it out there. Like what I did, cause I was working a full-time job. So I really kept my business super on the low. It still technically isn't a little, like I haven't posted publicly anywhere yet. I, I cannot. Yeah. I, I look and I cannot find it. And I was like, what is this kid doing? There's only a couple spot. Or there might only be like one spot where you can find my business name and it's on my website on the contact page. And I said, if you want to, like here's a contact form. And then I wrote, um, if you want to skip the contact form and just email me direct, my email is jacob at jackmarketing.co. And that's like the only place where my company name is public right now. I just ordered a hat with my logo on it. So I'm going to make my Instagram post whenever I get that hat. But, um, but yeah, so if, but like, because I kept it on a low, because I had a full-time job. So I didn't want right. to start publicly advertising and taking on clients to try and take this thing full-time. Um, so I kept it super on the low. Didn't really tell anybody, no logo, no public, no website, no nothing. Um, but if you have the ability to do that, do that. Because once you put things out into the world, good shit just starts to happen for you. Like things just start to align when you put it out there. Because people now know that, oh, you have a business. So if, 
people are thinking of social media management now, they think of me, right? Like I've already gotten two or three referrals since I went full time and I've told a couple people, I've already got two or three referrals just because I'm telling people and people are aware of what I'm doing. So if you are starting an entrepreneurial venture, make sure you tell people about it because if no one tells you, no one's, if you, no one knows, no one's going to be able to refer you. Yeah. And it's, so it's all across Canada and US. Yeah, I have, I only have, how many? I have two clients in Canada, three in the States and one in, yeah, one in Toronto, one in Vancouver, two in New York, one in San Francisco slash Vienna, Austria, that they have two offices that I work with. Wow. That's a, that's a jump. Yeah. What? Okay. Is like social media in Austria different than. So for them, I edit a podcast. Okay. So it's a little bit different. So yeah, so I want to be specializing in social media, but I'm a little bit all over the place with everything yeah. that I'm doing. Like for one of them, I do pure copywriting. Another one, I do um, some influencer marketing strategy and social strategy. Another one, it's social management plus blogging plus podcast editing. Another one, I'm actually like managing her YouTube channel and editing videos. So it's like I'm doing a little bit of everything right now, which is fine because that was what allowed me to take my business full time. Um, but now I'm just probably going to have to get to a point where do I kind of specialize a little bit further from here? So I do a little bit of everything, but for Austria slash San Francisco, I edit a podcast for them and consult on podcast strategy. Got a, got a little good podcast. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's, wow, that's so cool. What's, what's been the biggest thing you've learned so far through this? The biggest thing I've learned is I'm probably like, this is going to sound corny as hell, but to just believe in myself, I think imposter syndrome is a really real thing. I've been doing this business full time for a week and a half now. And I think at one point or another, I just assumed a different client was going to fire me because I like their email wasn't as like positive as I thought it was going to be. I was like, I'm getting fired. This is not good. But it's just like, I need to take a deep breath and like believe in myself. I understand I'm not going to get fired. I think that's just also part of like, I'm full time now and I don't have a safety net of a full time job income coming oh. in anymore. Um, but yeah, just to believe in yourself is a big one. I think I'm just trying to think of any other like interesting lessons I've learned along. Like, cause I'm still so new at it. Right. Especially oh. with it being a full-time thing. But I think the big one is just to make sure to one, believe in yourself. And two actually is like, I have a note going or whatever I do learn things. I kind of write it down on my phone. Uh, but that could be like interesting, like insights into an industry that I picked up through a client that I'll make sure I save and just have for later. So write things down. It's probably another big one. Yeah. And so kind of, what like what are you building up to like kind of what what's your what's i would hate i would i hate this question like what's the next five years but like what what's kind of you moving forward looking into yeah because so next five years i have i never ever have had a plan for the yeah. most part like things just have just kind of happened for me like the podcast wasn't a plan like i literally was like i'm just gonna start a podcast and see where it goes yeah. the business was probably the closest thing i had to a plan because i'd wanted to do it for a while and i just hadn't do it i hadn't done it and finally i got my business license new year's eve the 2020 and started it in january and that was probably the closest thing i've ever had to a plan is trying to take that business full time but in terms of like moving forward I'm still trying to figure that out. It's do I want to either a, cause I'm almost at capacity with my business. Now I have a room for about one more client and then I'm capped as an individual yeah. in terms of doing anything. So at that point it's, do I either start bringing on people into the business or get subcontractors and start outsourcing some work so I can bring on more clients and do it that way. 
Or do I cap myself where I'm at, make a decent living, and just have these clients that I enjoy? But on top of that, so that's kind of the crossroads I'm at with my business currently. Do I cap it and just have clients I really like working with? Or do I try and bring people on and try and make a bigger agency out of it? And I'm not 100% sure what I want to do with that. But the other thing I'm doing as well, regardless of how I decide to operate the agency, is I'm not actually paying myself a lot of money. I said and like that I waited till my business was making more than I was making at my other job. But I actually pay myself the same, if not a little bit less, than I was making before to allow my business just to save money. And then once right. I'm, by saving money with my business, then I'm gonna, that's gonna provide income that I can invest in other opportunities. Whether that's I wanna right. invest in a company, whether it's real estate, whether I wanna start another business on top of this, that's my other thing right now. So the business is making money, but I, my, my income hasn't really changed. The business yeah. is, and I'm gonna use that to pursue other ventures and have a financial backing to do so. Yeah, that's, I think that is the very, smart route to go Thank right you. now because you know it's like it's so easy it's like oh my gosh you get get a big little payday and, and you're like oh my gosh more money but you know if you know the key is you know if you invest in your business and then you know through your business you can go anywhere do anything because i i think that's like the most beautiful thing about a podcast or starting a business or it's like like you said, it's the story and the journey. It's, it's not this, Oh, I do this thing. It's not this direct route. Like it's wide open. There's like, as a, you know, podcaster or as a leader, or, you know, starting a business is like, you are the rudder. Like, you know where it's going. Like you have an idea, but you have no idea. Like what's the end goal. Like you're trying to cross the Atlantic to get to America right now. You have no idea what that's going to look like. And you have no idea who you're going to meet. You're going to have no idea. And I think that is like, that brings a lot of joy and that's a lot of fun. And, and I feel like, you know, even in the hard times, you're going to feel more fulfilled and more, you know, more excited for the future. Cause you know, the future doesn't become, oh, how much you're making. The future becomes, oh, how big of impact can I have? And like, how much will the hard work I put in will expand? And then that's when you're like, oh, what, what am I, like, what am I worried about? Like, that's the fun. That's fun. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, dude, I've enjoyed this conversation. Man. I've enjoyed catching up and um i've enjoyed hearing you know kind of what what you're going through dude yeah no it's been a blast dude. i'm always always happy to come on your podcast man it's always good you were i think you were the first person that ever interviewed me on a podcast if i'm not mistaken i think you're the first podcast i ever went on as a guest yeah i i think so i i enjoyed it i i consider you a friend i enjoy watching Likewise. what you're doing dude um, i still want to come to canada one of these days maybe maybe when the world opens up again yeah no that's the thing like that's another thing too because my girlfriend also started her own business a couple months ago so we both have remote businesses we can do remotely like none of our clients are actually live in the city that we live in so our like post covid what we've talked about potentially doing is like do we just bounce around and do long-term travel and go and live in different cities for a couple months at a time because we have that ability so that's like something we're talking about potentially doing once the world goes back to normal whatever the new normal might be by like a year or two that's kind of what i'm thinking 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I keep. Yeah, I and that's kind of what I'm doing. It's like, okay, what's what's next? And you know, what's like, oh, uh, but hey, who knows? Who knows? Well, this, like, let me flip this. Let me flip the script on you. What are you thinking about right now? Like, what's what do you think's next for you? Things next for me. I I'm I'm kind of at a point where like so COVID pushed me back. I I was going to do a two little ventures, going and I was going to do a contract and I was going to be set for a little bit, but the day that I was supposed to sign the contract or get the, or do whatever for the contract. And the next day I was going to pay the down payment for the place. That's when the world shut down. And so I been kind of scrambling, kind of doing different things and I have a few ideas, but it, and one of it's definitely like part of that traveling wherever type of life. And yeah, that's kind of what's next. Um, I've been going back to building fences and whatnot. And that has like surprisingly taken off. And so, you know, I've been looking for a job to kind of get my feet wet and then plan from there. So it's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. And how old are you? 22. Yeah, you have so much time. Yeah. So much time, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. I am. I'm not worried. You know, it's just day by day, step by step. You know, not trying to overthink it. Not trying to, not trying to get discouraged because I really don't. I don't have a reason to. I don't like, um, I mean, I've been able to cash flow a little bit, but, you know, and I, I know eventually like long-term and I hope that through this, you know, the crush it type is I get a niche and then eventually, hopefully one day open a, my own fund and invest in way pe- people who are way smarter than me and who are doing way, way more cooler things than me and being able to help them. And yeah, it's kind of, that's kind of a long-term plan, but you know, that's, that's, that's the Z. So I got to find the B through the Y right now. So it's kind of, but it's exciting now. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. The journey's so exciting. The journey's fun. Oh yeah. And I, I still want to like dive more into YouTube too. That That's a lot of fun. I'm still trying to figure out like what, what do I want to be on that? Like, what do I, you know, it's, it's so like, people don't like those people like who like put stuff out every day and like put decent stuff out every day. I'm like, gosh, you don't see the, the whole teams of stuff. Cause I tried a little bit daily blogging, man, that's, that is a grind. It's hard. It's hard. And that's, it's fun. The thing with the, with daily on YouTube, which is, you don't like the way that I always use explain it now with daily on YouTube is I interviewed this girl named Alex Gassaway and she went daily for like 160 days or something like that. And what she, how she is, how she equates is you don't daily vlog for channel growth. You daily vlog for personal growth. 
it's so hard to blow up a YouTube channel just doing like daily vlogs, but you're going to learn so much about yourself trying to grind through that filming and editing and uploading every single day. It's extremely difficult and you'll learn a ton about yourself by doing that. Right. And yeah. And I think my approach is like, and I think I'm moving is more like, I want to do more challenges, like more like, okay, let's personal challenges. Let's harder things. Cause I mean, if I look back at my like YouTube channel, I mean, that's basically what it is, but like, how do I level up it? So, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about like for the next thing I want to do is like, I want to do a hundred thousand of something. Okay. And so that's kind of like what, what I do. I know that people like, so I know people have counted 200,000. Yeah, but I'm thinking about going down a hundred thousand, like come backwards or something. Oh, geez. you're doing like the Mr. B strategy. Like, yeah. I don't know if you ever looked at his old videos or not, but he did a lot of stuff like just doing the things that no one else wants to do, but you're willing to sit down and do them. Like people will watch that because they're interested. Right, right, right. And yeah, that's well. And I, you know, because I did the hog call thing because I was like, okay, can I go micro viral? Can I go viral in this little? niche in this little space and i'm eh, okay maybe not as much as i'd like but yeah it did it got caught up i, I mean i had i had like 100 people text me one day so like okay something but like what you know what's the what's the next you know kind of and i i think like because you have and i think like i tell myself like it's never too late like, i'm just 22 like YouTube's like not dead yet. No, not even, I, no, not even close. Yeah. So that's kind of what's next for me. Um, I, I usually do five rapid fire questions, but I'm, I'm close out of town. So I want to ask you maybe what kind of, all right, you have your soapbox. What are you standing on? Like what you're standing on a soapbox right now? Like what, what are you saying? My, I mean, this has been my default answer on podcasts a lot. So I need to start finding a new message to start preaching, but I'm going to default to it here again today. And it's just start, just start, whatever it is, whether you want to start a business, whether you want to start a podcast, a YouTube channel, you want to write a book, just start it with my podcast. I thought about starting it. I literally got gear for Christmas and didn't put out my first episode until July. I didn't record my first episode till May. It took me like six months to figure it out how to, to just start my podcast. And I wasn't even close to ready. You're never close to ready. You'll learn so much more by doing just start. Yeah. Well, Jacob, um, I've enjoyed it. I learned a lot and I have no idea when this is going to come out probably sometime next week. I, I keep trying to say three days a week, but you know, something happens or it, one day I just wake up and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not, not like, you know, cause there's, you don't, see, I mean, you understand like, okay, if you have Instagram, so then you have Instagram and then the YouTube and the what, okay. Well, from a personal level, like what, like what, uh, what system do you use to make your like Instagram pictures? I use Adobe after effects. Okay. You're okay. talking about my podcast, Instagram. Yeah. With like the waveform yeah i use i use adobe after effects i've just kind of self-taught how to do that one specific thing on after effects and that's it 
Um, but if you want to make something like that, I would check out headliner.app. Okay. It's on, it's just a website and they auto generate a waveform. They can auto generate subtitles for you. Uh, you can customize them a little bit. They're free plan. You get 10 free videos a month. If you want to pay for 10 bucks a month, it's unlimited videos. So that's what I would recommend for creating content around your podcast. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't know. Cause I'm recording this, this is a face thing, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know if people actually actually watching this, maybe, maybe need a little put more stuff and I, I don't know. We'll see, dude, but Hey, enjoy it. Let me know how, if I can ever help you, let me know if you want to come to come to the South and experience some Southern America. Dude, I'd love to. I want to do a road trip through the States at some point. So I definitely want to be there. At some point, I will be down there. I just don't know when it'll be, but I will be. I bet, dude. Bet. Hey, take care, man. Yeah, you too, brother. I'll talk to you soon. See you, man. Bye.